0: At Domino's, we're fans of all pizza. That's why we're rewarding you for eating any pizza from anywhere, even if it's not ours. From my local pizza place? That counts. From the frozen section? Sure. From that other big pizza chain? Any pizza. Seriously? Seriously. Just download the Domino's app and sign into your pizza profile. Then use the app to scan any pizza and you could earn 10 piece of the pie rewards points toward free Domino's pizza. Limited time offer open only to piece of the pie rewards members. Point distribution will vary in quantities or limited. Restrictions apply. Visit pointsforpies.com for details.
1: Okay, welcome into another edition of the Duly Noted Podcast. Appreciate everybody for clicking on. We got plenty to talk about. Super Bowl, uh, Florida basketball, and of course, signing day. Although it is, man, how different is it? Again, even different from last year. Last year, it was weird because last year, people weren't real sure what how to handle this? Should we get guys more guys early, more guys late? And you, signing day part two ended up being a fairly uh, interesting day. Um, for, the, for Florida and for a lot of teams out there, there are, there are a few kids out there they're going to get, but most of them have done all their work. Most of them, most of the recruiting that has been done over the last few weeks, if you'll notice, is for next year. And for beyond that, for even the following year, Florida's picked up some more. In fact, I, I saw, I think it was on 24-7. Right now, Florida's fourth in recruiting. Now, that, that may or may not stand. It may go up, may go down. But just to be there and, and doing as well as they're doing is certainly a good, good uh, indication of where they're heading. And if they can just keep that momentum going. And that that's why it's, it's such a big year for Florida this year. I'm not saying Florida's got to win the national championship, which Urban Meyer did in his second year. And, and a lot of coaches have done in their second years. Sometimes that tends to be a uh, – of course, Kirby Smart was one play away in his second year. Um, but they need to have a good year. And the funny thing is, I was thinking about this the other day, if they'd gone eight and four this past year – And we say eight and five lose their bowl game. Um, We'd be saying, yeah, it was a good turnaround from four and seven to eight and five. Um, And then the next year you win 10 games, everybody's like, look at the trajectory. Florida's on the right path. But because they won 10 games, what is acceptable for now, of course, the fan base is all over the place because the fan base is, I I think it's a great fan base. You guys have heard me talk about Gideots too. And you know, the, the lunatic fringe that are out there, and if Florida goes nine and four, they'll, they'll be talking about how Florida's taken a step backwards when, when nothing, as I've mentioned, the schedule's a little bit tougher. Um, so I don't know what's acceptable for this this crowd. You know, I think just winning some big games, being in the I, being in the playoff picture, when you head to jacksonville i think is that to me is where florida needs to be in the conversation here's where you know where another place florida could be that would be really great on game day at home where's it been 2012 i think or something maybe 13 since they've had game day here that would be a big factor they need to get that done they need to and look it's not up to them and there's oh, you win enough games Part of the problem is who you play to at home, and uh, I'm not sure anybody in Florida plays early in their schedule is going to get game day here. If you're going to get game day, it's probably going to be later on uh, in in Gainesville. But just going forward and being, uh, you know, relevant in the in the playoff picture, kind of like they did this year, like like this year, even with that loss to Missouri, which is awful, even with that, even getting beat. You know, kind of blown out at the end by by Georgia. That was a competitive game for a long time. Even losing Kentucky for the first time in 30 years, 31 years, they were relevant. They were relevant. They were in. The, they weren't ever threatening the playoff, but they were threatening the New Year's Six Bowl. And when they flashed that top 10 up there, you e. saw Florida's name. So I think they need to have another year like that at at the minimum. I don't think they can be eight and five and playing in a Belk Bowl, something like that, to keep them. All I'm talking about is keeping the momentum going. On signing day Wednesday, uh, by the time you listen to this, it may have already happened because uh, Dewan Black is signing in the morning. Uh, it's an interesting story. I'm not going to get too much into Dewan Black's story because I'm talking to him tonight and i um, going to write about him uh, for Thursday's paper so you can read about him there. Uh, really interesting what what he's done and of course one of Florida's biggest recruiters Uh, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing, I guess I'll learn how to pronounce his name when he gets here but um, RJ Henderson, I believe it is A-R-J-E-I Henderson wide receiver, he's going to sign and then the big one is Kamir Elam Uh, of course uh, Matt Elam's nephew and the the indications i'm getting just from and again i'm not a recruiting source and don't listen to me i will tell you that but it, it seems like he's they're going to get him and if they do that may be it and probably will be it uh, chris Bogle is a kind of a wild card i think nobody's 100% sure where he's going to go but he could end up here uh, the other guys that 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 are on their board probably aren't real factors here but if you if you get only those three guys you're still fine. Plus, you're going to add. You've added a transfer from Louisville. You may get the transfer from Georgia Tech, the offensive lineman. And um, you know the roster. Like I have said, I've been. This has kind of been the theme of my off season since uh, the end of once everybody made their commitments, or, or as far as coming back or not coming back. The theme of my off season has been: their roster will be better next year. Next, when I say next year, I mean this year, of course, because we're in this this year. We're in 2019. Florida's roster will be better. The schedule will be a little tougher. We'll see how it all plays out. Should be really interesting. Uh, so, signing day not not quite the um, cottage industry uh, it was. I don't know what ESPN's coverage will be. I imagine I'll pretty much ignore most of it because there really aren't a whole lot of down to the wire decisions. And I think this is where we're heading you know, for the future. I think this is the way it's going to be from now on where that early signing period is signing day. Uh, All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, Eventually we're going to get Robbie Andrew in here. Uh, We talked about getting him on last week. We're going to try to do Robbie every month or so because it's great to have him on. And uh, I think people have always said they really enjoy it. So maybe we'll just talk about – Our days in St. Augustine. We could do an entire podcast. But right now, we got to take a break. We'll come back with more on the Duly Noted Podcast at Gatorsports.com. The Gators are
0: definitely on a roll under Coach Mullen, and next year should be even better.
1: Winning is great for
0: the program, but not for everything. Did you know what winning also does? it creates difficulty finding hotel rooms around game day oh no most hotels triple their normal rate and charge at least two nights minimum what and if the gators really start winning everything will be sold out way in advance no no have you ever thought about owning your own place in gainesville to use for you and your friends and family on game day weekends Call Betsy Pepin, the top realtor in Gainesville and sponsor of the Dewey Noted podcast at 352-226-8474. And she'll help you find that perfect place for whenever you come to Gainesville. And when you're not using the place, she'll Airbnb it and take care of all the details. Betsy makes it easy for you to enjoy game day weekends instead of paying five-star rates for a one-star motel. Own your game days next year. Call Gainesville's number one realtor, Betsy Pepin, today. 352-226-8474. 352-226-8474.
1: All right, welcome back to the Duly Noted Podcast. Uh, As the momentum continues to be upward for Florida, and I think that's – look, that's the key. And we talked about back when they were 25th in recruiting, remember, and everybody was freaking out. And my feeling was until they did something on the field, it was going to be hard to recruit, hard to recruit at a high level. And then they did, and and it worked out, and they had a great class. Uh, Whether it's 11th or 10th or 9th, I don't really care – um, and, again, you got at some point you have to trust your coaches on some players. Okay, You can't just always say, well, he was only a three-star. I can tell you this. My daughter, and she's a good judge of talent, she watched this kid from east side who's going to be in next year's class play basketball. And you can tell a lot by the way a guy plays basketball. He's an unbelievable athlete. She was blown away how good he is. Uh, how talented a player he is! How talented Anthony Richardson! How just incredible the spring he has, the burst he has! And I trust her. I trust her over a lot of people, a lot of guys. Uh, she knows when she when a player is a good athlete or not. So, well, um, so anyway, the point being, all the momentum going forward with Florida, not so much over in Tallahassee. Of course, uh, DeAndre Francois booted off the team. Uh, just a weird story that gets weirder every minute. Uh, Instagram post that was the the reason that he was kicked off the team because it it really is a third offense. There was a domestic issue, there was a, a marijuana issue, and then now another domestic issue. Um, and and you got the impression they were just fed up with it. He had put he had discussed the possibility of transferring and then didn't, um, and said everybody was wrong. And it's just been a real soap opera over there. And then the girl, or uh, look, I don't know exactly what's going on there. I'm not involved in it. I'm not a, you know I'm not any anybody's parent or anything here. But just according to the stories, the woman posted. Something saying she didn't mean for this all to come out, that it was an old post. She was trying to get back at him because he wasn't paying her enough attention. And then so her sister comes out and says, her account got hacked. I don't know what's going on. And I would assume DeAndre Francois' um, transfer or you know being dismissed from the team is going to stick. The interesting thing about FSU is James Blackman is also in the transfer portal. Doesn't mean he's going to leave, but he was upset because they started talking about guys they were they were going to go after in uh, the transfer portal. <laughs> I love the transfer. Actually, it's so funny at, at our house. Like my dog is always trying to escape. I got this maniac dog. Okay, always trying to escape and run out of the house and start barking at people. So I've got this one area where the door slides, and then you can go out the garage door. And I've ca- started calling that the transfer portal because you slide it shut. It's like airlock, and then you open it up. I uh, the, the, love this transfer portal. But anyway, he's in it too. Now, I, I would guess now he's going to stick with FSU, but who knows? And they've missed on everybody else. They thought they were going to get Justin Fields. They thought they were going to get Jalen Hurts. And they haven't signed a quarterback in the last two years. They missed on a guy recently. I mean, you talk – there's a word. There is a great – uh, phrase to define what's going on there but I can't use it in Ed Gainesville's Sun. I could if I was on serious I could use it. Actually there's two really good ones. But you you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, on top of that there's the whole Kendall Briles thing people are upset. Matt Baker did a great job of the Tampa Bay Times of getting all these emails that were sent to the the president upset victims of sexual abuse, of sexual assault, upset that they've hired this guy. Uh, His name – look, his name is Bryles, and that's a factor. In fact, I cannot believe Southern Miss is thinking about hiring his dad. Uh, If I'm – look, I can – you can make an argument for Kendall Bryles, okay? You can make an argument that, hey, look – he wasn't connected to any of this. The worst thing he did was a new recruiting an African-American player, asked him if they, he liked white women, but we have plenty of white women, which is rude and offensive, but it's not a crime, okay? What Art Briles did, what Art Briles overlooked, what Art Briles covered up was criminal. You hire that guy, and I root against Southern Miss the rest of the year. I, they be, they become my, my arch enemy I, that's what I'm going to do but you've got all these texts going up people upset about it and uh, so it just feels like you talk about no momentum going right now at Florida State and of course they went 5 and 7 and you had fans saying some w- female fans saying I'd really go 5 and 7 and go 6 and 6 with this guy on the staff and he's getting paid a million dollars um on top of this, this this is something that's maybe not that big a deal, but a friend of mine bought tickets for the Florida FSU game. He's a Gator fan, and but he couldn't have the points to get him to the Florida, I guess. So he bought him from the FSU ticket where you could buy him pretty easily, uh, because the game was a doe Campbell, of course, this is talking about last year. The other day he got a text, not a not an email, not a robo call. He got a text directly from somebody in their office saying, Hey you know, we know you've bought tickets in the past. Did you have any interest in being part of it? Uh, that's a little bit of a desperation ploy there. I mean, they're, and I don't blame them. That's, that's good on their part, but it tells you what's going on over there. It, it, Like, I think most of us agree FSU will come back. It may be later than sooner, though. This may take a while. The funny thing is when Willie Taggart was hired, I thought it was a great hire um but I also had trepidation about it there was a lot of um, discussion about whether Florida should hire him and I know he was interested he put feelers out believe me I know about him and this was before the FSU job look if he lined up Florida and FSU together and said which one do you want? he his answer would might be Florida State He grew up an FSU fan I get all that but it's not like he didn't want to come to Florida at one point. I, I know that for for a fact. But um, think about that. If Florida had hired Willie Taggart and Dan Mullen coach went to FSU because he was going somewhere this year. Think about that. You throw up in your mouth a little bit there? I think so. All right, and on top of that, uh, I there's been a lot of football news lately. Missouri gets a bowl ban, and, of course, they've lost their minds in complaining about it. They're pointing out the North Carolina thing, and there seems to be a feeling of if you cooperate with the NCAA, you'll get you'll get screwed, and if you don't cooperate with them, you'll get away with it. And I look, I think people have to remember the NCAA is the university presidents. A, the B part of that is every committee committee on infractions, every trying to decide your punishment. It's a different group. It's not like there's one group of five. It's not like the Supreme Court and that's part of the flaw if you ask me with the NCAA and college football is that all rulings aren't the same you know it's it's a it's depends on who the mood or the feelings of these people about certain subjects so i i feel missouri's pain and the interesting thing to me just taking out that part of it talk, only looking at the football part of it will missouri Struggle as a football program this year. Struggle as a football team because there's no carrot at the end. Sometimes when that carrot's not there, yeah, we're we're sitting here at three and three. I don't, you know, really. Do I want to play? I'm gonna, I'm gonna get drafted anyway. I mean, I or we're gonna win eight or eight or nine games and show everybody. This is our bowl game. You always hear that. This is our bowl game when you're not going to a bowl. So it'll be interesting to watch them. It really will be. All right, let's uh, take a break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Robbie Andrews, who, of course, is, does a great job covering the Gators for the Gainesville Sun. You're listening to the Duly Noted Podcast at Gatorsports.com.
0: At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA.
1: Okay, welcome back to the Duly Noted Podcast here at Gatorsports.com, and you guys are all clamoring to have Robbie back on. And uh, I thought
2: you were kidding when you said that, Pat.
1: I might have been. I think you were. <laughs> no, there were definitely people that enjoyed it. Robbie's in the squeaky chair, so you'll I had that family
2: members give you feedback about it, I guess.
1: Um, no, they were the ones that said don't have oh, it Oh, okay. On. I yeah. get that, too. You are um, – but people, want, you know, people want to talk football on this thing I, again. When your basketball team stinks on ice,
2: God, they're struggling, Pat. Hard to watch them. They're hard. It to really watch. is,
1: and um, it's uh, it's it's a shame. But uh, obviously, <laughs> I'm squeaking so bad. <laughs> that squeaking is obnoxious. I'm the tin man. <laughs> you are. We need a we give need me that can. can. Yeah. All right. So here's we're going to talk a little. We're going to talk some football with Robbie Andrew, the Gainesville <laughs> son, and then. Um, before we and then I love the gamesless
2: Sun or with the games with, with whatever.
1: <laughs> then I'll wrap it up later with uh, some bat- Gator basketball talk and also three things and stuff like that. So uh, we talked earlier on the show about signing day being tomorrow and uh, of course we record this on Tuesday. this is Wednesday. Uh, the signing day is uh, 1:30. I think it is. We actually talked to coach Mullen so it'll all be done by then. Uh, Robbie, it is so anticlimactic. Is it climactic or climatic?
2: Climatic. 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 But it's the same everywhere now, Pat. And I think the early signing period is becoming the national signing day thing. Because that's when everybody – you know, Florida got, what, 21 – Guys signed and two other guys committed to the class, so there's really no not a whole lot of drama tomorrow when you've got maybe three or four guys left on your board and the recruiting's almost done. It's that way almost everywhere now.
1: Yeah, and it's not just that, but you know you've got a couple of uh, grad transfers and yeah, and when, they got nine guys already are in class right now. Yeah, so um, there won't be a whole lot of drama. And I don't know. I mean, I, I wonder how the recruiting services. What does this give them more? Clicks because they have two signing days or less because the first signing day comes while people are still talking about football season. Yeah, and the second one comes when there and there's not there's no football going on. But you
2: know, I I wonder how much of an influence they have on some of these maybe elite prospects that hold off announcing just so that industry will have something to. You know, to hang its hat on with this, because there are, there aren't that many guys out there that you worry wonder about now compared yeah. to you know in the fall. A lot of the guys jumped on board in the fall. I think more and more are going to do that as you go along. And you have guys visit during the season and sign them up in December.
1: But was, isn't that the point of an early signing day? Is if guys know where they want to go, yeah. why make them wait? Yeah, let them get it over with and not have, for example, not have to go through uh, their basketball season with it hanging yeah. over their heads and being recruited.
2: And most guys know, Pat. They won't tell you, but most guys know where they're going to go. And so in December, why not go ahead and sign unless you want to be go through the whole process for another two months or whatever and have people calling you all the time. But, you know, now with social media, Pat, they they, they tell you. They announce their own news, and they go, no phone calls, please. So it's not like the old yeah. days where they got no badgered interviews. by hacks. No interviews. Yeah, no interviews, I please. don't know
1: that I've called that many of them, but I am calling one tonight. Uh, you'll what was his
2: He called you a uh, – Dude, sir, no, dog. You're a dog, Pat. Sir that's dog. the ultimate compliment from a young athlete to be called a dog. I, I, now, now, if there were now, girls out there calling you a dog, I'd be worried happened. about it.
1: That's happened in my own family. Are you kidding me? Um, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some questions at Robbie, and we'll see some see football questions them? at Robbie. and See if you how well you do at this. Not these aren't. Yes, no questions. Yeah. These aren't trivia questions. These are questions. But you
2: know, it is Henry Aaron's birthday, so you want to see if I can hit one out of the park? Is that yep. what you're saying?
1: 755. Okay. He still has the record. Yeah, I know. In my mind. In mine, too. Um, I was going to – no, I'll wait. I'll get into that in three Okay. Things. The whole Julian Edelman thing. Well, that's a whole other story. <laughs> All right. Here's your questions. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Number one, what would you say – Felipe Frank was on a one to ten scale this year, and what do you think he can be next year?
2: You know, Pat, when he got benched in the Missouri game, I would put him at like a six. But when you look at the way he played down the stretch from there, I would give him a seven point five, maybe. You know, I think that, and I think people think he's already reached the ceiling. I disagree with that completely. The more time he gets with Mullen and Johnson, the way they've they've tutored him and gotten him to. To get more comfortable in that offense. I think he's going to keep getting better and better. And I think that he's going to keep going through this process where he's not going to, I don't think he's reached his ceiling yet. I think he's got a lot of talent and the right coaches working with him. I think he can, you know, he can get up there. I don't know if he's ever going to be an elite quarterback, but I think he can be a lot better than he was even at the end of this year. And he got pretty good at the end of the year.
1: Yeah, the confidence. I, I tell you what. Felipe probably wished there had been a game the next week. I, I bet he did because he was on a roll. The confidence level and he the was the way at. he
2: ran the ball in those last few games kind of shows you what he's capable of doing in that offense so, because he was more than a willing runner. He was a very good runner.
1: You know, I also think that Florida not going after all the grad transfer quarterbacks. Yeah, that says a helps, lot. Helps him too. Yeah, it does. With his confidence. I mean, yeah, yeah they're going to sign him. And um, they signed one for you know for this year in Jalen Jones, who's already in school. But um how do you think the quarterback rotation will play out during this season?
2: Well, but I know that they they love the way Franks is developing, but I also think that uh, Mullen sees something really potentially big in Emory Jones and the way he brought him along real slowly, Pat. I think that's an indication that he really wants to get the most out of this kid. he's got a lot of talent, and he's going to just kind of slowly bring it out. But I think he'll play a lot more this year and have a bigger role, and they're getting him ready for the future. And I think that Mullen sees something really big in this kid.
1: It's going to be really interesting to see if they, if they do packages. Like, look, yeah. the way – Georgia did Justin Fields last year was basically, we're going to put you in for a few plays. Yeah, not run the offense. And we're not going to run the offense just so you won't transfer. Yeah.
2: How did that work out? It didn't. And then Mullen threw it in his face when he had Jones throw deep in the Georgia game, and the Fields never saw the field, even though there was speculation all week that he would. Exactly.
1: So I think Florida's handled it right. And and I guess that's what I'm saying is I think Florida has handled their quarterback situation about as well as you could in that they haven't brought in these grad transfers, no. which was I can be good and it can be a huge mistake. Obviously, um, you know the last two Heisman winners were transfers, but uh, there's also been examples of it not going well. And for example, Everett Golston at Florida State. Yeah,
2: in Tennessee this past year, that didn't really work out no. very well, did it, Pat? I
1: nope. mean, it did not. All right, number question number three. I think we're on. I thought that was number two. Okay, well it was two. Oh over yeah, there. okay, I got you. All right. Can Florida's defense be elite again? And when I say elite, Florida was 28th in total defense this year, 20th in scoring defense, which was good, and it was good enough to win 10 games. But to be elite, you've got to be in the top 10, in my opinion, in one of those categories. Can they be elite again?
2: Matt, I don't know if they're going to be elite yet, because they're going to have a lot of young guys playing on the edge now, because of the guys that left and Polite and Jefferson. But I think in the middle, they're going to be better, and I think at linebacker and in the secondary, they're going to be better. So they're going to be. I think they're going to be close to elite. I think they're going to be somewhere in the top fifteen with a chance to maybe get in the top ten. But yeah, I think they have a chance to be elite because I think the talent is there, and I think year two in Grantham's defense, you're going to see guys flying around a little bit more, playing with a little more confidence, knowing what they're doing.
1: You know, it's funny because you could say look at a team and say that well they weren't an elite defense. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you an example. I don't know where LSU finished. Well, you had to play seven overtimes. Yeah, and that that, that wrecks your stats. Yeah, it messes up your stats. Yeah. But uh, but and uh, in, in fact, what do you think about this proposal to not have overtime the way it's been? Uh, to possibly go to a, just a two point shootout. Yeah. To possibly, I, which I can live with the fact if they go. Look, you can't kick extra points. Yeah. I can live with that. But please don't ruin what is the best thing in, in college, yeah. in all sports.
2: But, Pat, it's kind of rare that I would agree with you 100% on something. But, yeah, it's one of the best things about college football the overtime, especially when you compare it to the NFL's lousy overtime yeah. thing boring. where you some teams like don't have their a chance to get the boring. ball. So I love the college overtime, and it, not all of them go that long, and most of them are the most entertaining thing. You pull for overtime games in college football if you're watching on TV, don't you, Pat? Yeah, you do. if there's a chance because it's so entertaining. And most Why of them are over that?
1: with one possession on each yeah, side.
2: Yeah, but it is so exciting and entertaining. I think the fans love it. To change it would be a big mistake in my in my opinion.
1: They get they overreact to a game like that seven yeah. overtime game. Knee jerk
2: reaction. You're right.
1: And and yet they say, well, we don't want the players' safety. Yet yet oh you know. You're, uh, like I point out in my column, Alabama Clemson played one fewer game than the Dolphins yeah, this year. Yeah. So, I, mean, I mean, these
2: guys are at their, their peak physically as athletes. They can they're handle 19, 20, 21 years old. They can take this.
1: I would get rid of the, the stats. Well. Yeah, I would too. I would say the stats are over at regulation. It would be 28-28 t- yeah, and then parentheses one and. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's another question for you Will Florida continue to be. Big on the turnover margin. last This year, seventh in the country, plus 12. Uh, and certainly we saw it at, at the end of the season with both the FSU and, and Michigan game was a huge factor.
2: Yeah, I, Pat, to me the big thing is if the offense can continue to take care of the ball, which they did, Franks in particular, yeah, they will because the defense, the way they – play the way they fly around and grant the sing it just it leads to big plays and turnovers and i think you're going to see more of that in year two of his defense and you know if the offense takes care of the ball which they did a year ago then the defense is going to get turnovers and yeah they're going to be one of the best teams of the country maybe at turnover margin
1: all right next question uh and i agree with you and i i think it has to yeah you know yeah. That, that was our big complaint about in the McElwain era was a their turner they just didn't get turnovers. they they did nothing and they, they needed to, to get better at what that.
2: What was it, two years ago? No fumbles, Pat? Which is unbelievable. They had
1: two, and they were in the last two games. Yeah. They recovered, yeah. It was unbelievable. It was zero until then.
2: That tells you you're not flying around playing, having yeah, fun you're on defense. Yeah, hitting
1: people, you're not yeah. stripping the ball. All right, uh, can this group of wide receivers be on the level of some of the great wide receivers? Obviously, you had the Quezzy Riddell, Ike. I don't know if we'll ever see anything yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but even the David Nelson, Riley Cooper um, – Uh, I've gone blank now on... David
2: Nelson was in there.
1: David Nelson, Riley Cooper. Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin. Yeah. There's only one Percy Harvin. Yeah. Can they be on that level?
2: Pat, you know, I think they... Potentially, I think they can be, but you look at production from last year, and we talked about this earlier. The production really wasn't there. I mean, they spread it around a lot, but the go-to guy was Jefferson. He had, what, 20-something catches, Pat, or 30 He didn't have many, yeah. No, so, I mean, I think that the potential is there, and... The, you know, as the Frank as Frank's gets better on the offense, I think that you know they're going to have a chance to make more plays. But you know, right now, I don't think anywhere close to that Ike and Riedel group back in the '90s. And but with a chance, I think the potential is there. They flashed a lot of big play capability and a lot of depth at that spot too. When you look at
1: all the guys that did make plays last yeah. year, plus they were they were a running team last year. That's the they, they really line. were. They were it a power a running, running team, team yeah. and they're going to keep being that. And if if uh, I I think one of the keys would be Jacob Copeland. If he can emerge yeah. and become a big time receiver,
2: they love him, Pat. There's no question about it, and they got him in those games late just to see how he reacted out there. But you,
1: you think about all right, Swain and Hammond, who made huge strides last year. Yeah, right. They definitely made big improvements. Uh, okay, improvement. we know what Van Jefferson can do. Uh, Tyree Grimes. Cleveland, he, yeah, Trevon Grimes, Copeland now for for this year. Um, I know I'm leaving guys out, and and yeah,
2: but you look at Grimes, Pat, in the FSU game late in the year. He yeah. was a big factor. You're because even was out. Yeah, he, you're he talking about big. a big physical, fast guy that's going to going to make plays for. him. I think that he's going to be much better here in year two, much more comfortable. I think he and
1: Jefferson are going to be you know kind of a dynamic duo out there on the edge. All right, uh, second to last question. Okay, what time will the Florida Miami game be played?
2: I think it's going to be nighttime, Pat. Right? Damn it. Do you think?
1: I'm afraid you're probably right. I think
2: it's probably going to be.
1: Well, let me. But what about,
2: about the pregame buildup for that game already when you look on Twitter uh-huh. and stuff? It's uh-huh. unbelievable. The mouthing off going back and forth already.
1: And last question What's your favorite Cat Stevens song? Because I've got Cat Stevens in my head. Today. I,
2: I, The one about the man and the boy. What's it called?
1: Father and son? Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's my favorite.
1: <laughs> the, man. <laughs> <laughs> the man and the boy oh uh, you know the one about yeah that's uh, my favorite I, I will list that, you know that one about the tillerman and the tea tea and the tea
2: for the tillerman <laughs> you know <laughs> all right what's that one Beatles song i want to hold your what was it yeah. <laughs> all
1: right okay. that's enough of did this. i
2: knock that out of the park not or not?
1: no no okay a, you laid one down yeah i did you were thrown out <laughs> trying to by throw, a wide margin yeah wasn't even close all right, Robbie Andrew, we always appreciate having him on. We'll get him on again uh, right around the spring game. Yeah, uh, I'd be we'll, glad we'll to do, do it, Pat. We'll do a nice preview of the spring game, what we are looking for in that game. All right now, we got to get a break. You're listening to the Duly Noted Podcast at Gatorsports.com. okay welcome back to the podcast and I, we've made it all this way we've not talked about nothing but football but you know basketball's hard to talk about as hard as it is to watch uh, the game Saturday brutal you know I, it's like I think all of us went to that game, thinking, well, Kentucky's going to destroy them. Because Kentucky is on a roll. They'd won seven in a row. We'd seen them on TV. They looked like a really good team that was coming together with their freshmen, and plus P.J. Washington, who I voted for in the preseason as player of the year and, and actually is in the running for it. I think it'd still be Grant Williams. And next thing you know, Florida's up 11. And you're like, "Hold, this could happen. And of course, as soon as you thought it could happen, it didn't. This is a something that we just keep seeing over and over again. Blown leads, guys not pulling their assignments defensively uh, in in the tight part of the game, offensively not being able to score when they really need buckets. You know, at at this point it's almost like, why watch? Why even bother? And I'm not – you know, look, I'm a guy who promotes them – you guys going out to games and stuff like that. And I would never say don't go to the games. I, I think you should go to the games. I, but Tuesday – or what is it, Wednesday? Next Wednesday? 9 o'clock? Well, ain't going to be much of a crowd there. And, of course, tonight we're doing this on a Tuesday. They got Auburn at Auburn. And I think we're all expecting it, it, it not to be pretty. Auburn seems to have gotten a flow. They get, I think they get Wiley back this tonight or not. I, I think they do. Uh, and then Tennessee at Tennessee, um, you know it's it's probably going to be ugly there again. It's 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 a frustrating team to watch. I just will tell you this, okay? I get it. And I get all the people who think, um, are are, are kind of dismissing this team at this point, and and you're probably not going to be wrong on that. But the funny thing is, this is amazing, and I don't understand it. Is that the latest bracketology still has them in the tournament. I don't think they are. I think they're out of their minds. Their net ranking continues to be good because they played such a good schedule. But when you you playing a good schedule is only half of it. The other half is to beat somebody. The teams they have beaten that you would say, Well, look at these wins are over Power Five's teams. Stanford stinks. West Virginia, awful. Butler keeps losing. Uh, Ole Miss. Lost again. It's just not It's just not an impressive resume. I don't think there's any way they're in right now. I think if that committee met today, Florida wouldn't even be considered that highly, even with all their good metrics. Um, so they get Auburn tonight. We'll see what happens there. And, you know, the big question is can they make it? Because there are some opportunities here for big wins. There's also opportunities to play teams that aren't very good – Still, there, there's no there's no sure win for this Florida team with the way they play. Okay, but you know you got down the road, you got Vandy, you got Missouri, um, teams Georgia again, which are certainly teams you can beat. Can they win? Can they get into the tournament at say nine and nine with no real big wins? I don't think so. I just don't think they can. We'll see. Um. I will say this about Kentucky: watching Kentucky in person, I was less impressed with them than I have been on TV. They are really long, and they do have caused you a lot of trouble. Uh, they, they destroyed Florida defensively, in the, especially in the second half. Uh, Florida really couldn't get off threes because they were out there on them. They covered them great. They're but I I look at that team. I don't see an elite eight type team. Um. They certainly are not in the in the class with the really good teams, which would be the Dukes. And To be honest with you, Tennessee. Tennessee-Kentucky might be my Super Bowl this year uh, because that will, game will be unbelievable. I'm sure it will get a lot of hype, but it's college basketball and it's one of two games you have that week, so it probably won't get the same kind of hype it should. But that game, I, I can't wait to watch that game. I hope uh, – that may be chili cooking time. Um, so, anyway, I, I that Kentucky team is good. I'm not sure if they're great. I'm not sure if they're a team that's going to get – and I know you look at their record and it's awfully good. And their losses are, you know, Seton Hall, Alabama, and, of course, Duke. Uh, those are not – it's not terrible. I just don't know how far they can go. Now, they usually – Progress and get a lot better by the tournament. They, I don't know. Are they going to do that? Or are they going to? Are they? they kind of peak in now. We'll see. And PJ Washington has turned into a player. He wasn't a player at the beginning of the year. I mean, he's a player, he wasn't a great player. He's turned into one. So we'll see how uh, Florida does. All right, uh, let's get to three things. It's time for three things. All right, number one on three things. I, I, I guess i got to talk about the Super Bowl. It was played Sunday. Uh, uh, first of all, a shout-out to my man, John Pilgrim at Mayflower Cellars, who uh, hooked us up with some brats that were ridiculous. And we didn't eat them all. And I'm, I, I, Believe me, I'm looking forward. Maybe I'll bring those out for Kentucky, Tennessee. Uh, looking forward to when I get to cook them again. Uh, they just cook perfectly. Anyway, all right. When did it become a sin to complain about the quality of a game? To complain about a game you didn't enjoy watching. When did that happen? Because I saw Trey Wingo's ridiculous rant. When he his basically his rant was you couldn't take your eyes off that game. How can you complain about it? No, you couldn't take your eyes off the game because it's a Super Bowl. I'm, I'm right there, bro. I had a hard time figuring out when to go to the bathroom because I actually thought the commercials, for the most part, were pretty good. What well, the Bud Light commercial was great. NFL won. It, it is always an issue. When, do I, when can I sneak out of here and go to the bathroom? And in a game that's that close, you can't leave because you've got to make sure you don't miss the play everybody's going to be talking about if you're a fan like I am. But the game itself was not good. That was not fun. What, they punt eight times in a row the rams. No, I, that's not what I wanted and I'm look I'm an offensive guy. I I admit that. And the defense was incredible, but it the offense was just so unimaginative, I thought. So, you're allowed to complain that you didn't enjoy the game. I don't understand and it's not okay to complain about halftime because you look what what they what they've done to halftime is ruin it. By and it's not. I have nothing against Maroon Five, but to me, where they've ruined it is say you guys got to play seven songs and eight seconds of seven songs, and then bring on other people. I mean, look, put somebody out there, give them twenty minutes. The halftime's like an hour anyway. Give them twenty minutes. Say play your best four songs instead of turn it into what they've turned it into. But okay, I didn't like halftime. I liked the commercials. I didn't like the game. I was rooting for the Rams. It's okay to complain, and it's okay to discuss Julian Edelman's Hall of Fame possibilities and bring it everything up. Bring up that his stats aren't overwhelming, but he makes big plays. He's MVP of a Super Bowl. Bring up the fact that he had a PED suspension at the beginning of the year, and in baseball, we don't let those guys in, do we? Into the Hall of Fame. All those things are okay. It just seems like everybody's yelling. Am I yelling? <laughs> Stop yelling. Let me turn to something that is much softer because, uh, I don't know, I like I watched the Super Bowl, didn't really care for it. Uh, actually missed the missed field goal at the end because I'd finally I'd given up. Um, yeah, I watched it. And then all I've heard is people yell at me since then about why I, I'm an idiot for not enjoying it. All right, number two. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Kansas basketball this year. Of course, they've won 15 straight in their conference. Uh, they've lost as, as a wookie. I, I can I can always say that unless I'm trying to say it. You know what I mean? Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. They're a big guy. And then, of course, Silvio De Sousa um, ruled ineligible by the NCAA, and Kansas really upset about it. Uh, it's part of the big scandal in basketball. So they're they're still probably going to find a way to win it, aren't they? They just he's a really good coach and they'll find a way to win it, but you talk about a team I don't I wouldn't put any money on to go very far in the NCAA tournament. That would be it. But we had some bizarre games over the weekend. The number one bizarre game, Virginia Tech NC State. NC State scored 24 points in the game. Somebody looked it up. Ninety-two players scored more points than the entire NC State team. The over/under in that game was one fifty-two. Uh, if you had the under, you were in pretty good, pretty good mood. Uh, that that game was bizarre. That's a, that's a bizarre score. But college basketball—it's a way to. I, I saw a stat where they've taken Ken Palm did a stat where they're taking forty percent. There are more teams taking forty percent of their shots or threes than ever before. It's like eighty something, I think it was, teams. Of course, Florida being one of them. Um, that's the game we're playing now. If you got big guys, you're lucky. And it just doesn't—it doesn't seem like there are a lot of skilled big guys out there. And the trouble is, the NBA is that way now. The NBA is all six foot six guys who can knock down threes. Or sometimes six, nine guys that can knock down threes. Um, and if it's and if, if you're scoring at the basket, it's because you get a dunk. Not because you posted a guy up. We see very little of that. Finally, number three. Um, Steve Spurrier returns to coaching Saturday night. I am kind of iffy on whether I'm going or not. I've thought about it. I've talked about it. I'm, I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to try to go late game. I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, but... I tell you one thing, if I don't go, I will be watching to see the the ball coach on the field coaching, calling ball plays. The league is funky. There's no doubt about it. I I think I'm right on this. No kickoffs, no extra points. That'll be interesting. Maybe it'll make it go by fast. I don't know. But I'm curious about the league, but mostly just curious about watching Steve and wish him good luck. He's been great to me in my lifetime, I can tell you that, and I... uh, I hope he does well. Also, before I get out, um, you know I'm going to plug things from it because of my golf tournament on this show. Uh, Tailgate guys came through with a big package today. If you come to our golf tournament, and as we've said, it's June 8th, we've got a long way to go. If you come and you want to bid on all the great stuff we have, we have unbelievable stuff. One of the things you'll get you can bid on. Is a tailgate guys varsity special package, which is they set the tent up, you get chairs, you get a TV, and you can pick which game you want, Tennessee or Florida State. That's pretty nice. We appreciate tailgate guys for helping us out, and we'll continue to plug people who donate because that's what we do. That is going to do. It. I want to thank Robbie Andrew for coming on board. It was great stuff from him, and we'll take we'll get out of here. Be back next week, and. Um, Look forward to it. Look forward to being with you guys. You know, I I wish there was a way we could take calls. I really do because I miss that from the old radio days. Maybe that's step two for next football season where we can actually take calls, make it like a real radio show. All right, i got to get out of here. Until next time, I'm Pat Dooley, the sports columnist of the Gainesville Sun. I am deep. I am way back, and I am out of here.